Good morning. Today is Tuesday, December the 26th, and we're studying the Bible study guide for the fourth quarter of 2023. The Bible study guide for this quarter is called God's Mission, My Mission. And today we continue to study lesson number 13. The reading for today is called The Final Crisis. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for the blessings you give us every day. And this morning, we're asking you to please be with us as we study this Bible study guide. Send us your Holy Spirit to guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus said to his disciples and to us, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded to you. And lo, I am with you always even to the end of the age. Amen. This is the Great Commission, and in many ways the three angels' messages, with a call to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, is simply the present truth expressed of the Great Commission. And now we have a question in our reading. And so we're supposed to read several texts, and the question is this, why does every group of people matter to God? And so the texts are 1 John 4, 8, 2 Peter 3, 9, 1 Timothy 2, 4, and Genesis 12, 3. And the question, once again, why does every group of people matter to God? So 1 John 4, 8, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise to some as some counsel on this, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. 1 Timothy 2.4 who, desire who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And finally, Genesis 12.3 I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So why does every group of people matter to God? He loves all. He is love. He loves every single one of us. And he wishes that no one should perish, but that all should go to repentance, all should reach repentance. He desires every single one of us to be saved. And in Abraham, he wanted to bless the entire world. So God's love for people is why every single person matters. Every group of people matters. Christ's love is for all humanity, with no people group excluded. Contrary to the theology that teaches that Christ died only for a predestined elite, the Bible is clear that Christ's death was for all people, regardless of race, ethnicity, or any other factor. If you are a human being, Christ died for you, period. The only question remaining for anyone is, how do you respond to his death? When Jesus returns, there will only be two overt camps, those who have submitted to the authority of Satan through religious and political institutions, as shown in Revelation 13 and 17, and those who have fully submitted to Jesus Christ, whose faith is made manifest by their keeping the commandments of God. Since the beginning, human beings have had evidence of who God is and of his way of righteousness and love. Therefore, all human beings from ages past will be judged based on how they cooperated with God and how they lived, regardless how much they did or didn't understand. 
But in this time of the end, there is a growing polarization, and no longer will freedom of conscience be respected. People will be pressed to align themselves with Satan's party. It is urgent that the gospel be proclaimed and the serious news about Satan's strategies be exposed. And that is exactly what the three angels' messages and our mission are all about. Now we're at the end of the reading for today, and we have a question. Dwell on the fact that Christ has died for you personally. What could possibly make you think that anything you have done, no matter how bad, could not have been sufficiently paid for by the death of Christ on the cross? So notice what the question asks. What could possibly make you think that anything you could have done, no matter how bad, could not have been sufficiently paid for by the death of Christ on the cross? Well, what could make us think that? One, one we don't think that Christ is who he says he is. We don't think his life is valuable enough to pay that price. Two, we, 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 think that, we may think that our sins are too far. There's not enough grace. Christ doesn't have enough power or grace to do that. But basically, it all ends up with this. We're cutting Jesus short. We are not giving him the honor that he deserves and the greatness that he deserves. He is so great. His grace is so great that his death on the cross sufficiently paid for the punishment of your sins and my sins, regardless of how horrible they may be. And that is wonderful news and wonderful hope. You have hope for salvation. I have hope for salvation. All we have to do is say yes to Jesus and surrender to him completely every day. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we ask you to help us to say yes to you. Help us to surrender completely to you every day. We ask you to come and live in our lives. We want to truly give our life to you. And to do that, we have to give all our life, not just some of our life, but everything. And that's a complete surrender. We ask you to please be with us the rest of this day. Take care of us, protect us from any harm, and keep us close to you. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. I encourage you. Join us again tomorrow morning as we continue to study this Bible study guide. It's called God's Mission, My Mission. And we're almost done with it. So join us tomorrow. Thank you and God bless you.